I will be reading Matthew 25, 1-13. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a shout, Look! Here is the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all of those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will be enough for, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him into the wedding banquet. The door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly, I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. We have this parable coming to us here in chapter 25, and it comes on the heels of Jesus kind of talking about... uh, some of the, you know, the, the coming of the Son of Man. And really the context of this is a, is a very nervous Matthean community who is wondering when Jesus is coming again. And, and Matthew, who is articulating some ideas to that community, is a little nervous about people kind of falling away and not, stick, not hanging in there with the Christian community because things are starting to heat up. Get kicked out of the synagogues. Parents are wondering what the heck they're doing in this cult, and you know, a lot of a lot of tensions going on there. And so Matthew offers some words of of comfort throughout Matthew, but then there are some words of warning too. The it's kind of a carrot and stick scenario. And this parable comes on you know after Matthew kind of uh, puts together some some dire warnings about. You better, you know, hang in there because God is coming in judgment. And we hear this story about wise and foolish bridesmaids and, and you know, on, the, on its reading, like, like Wendy says, uh, on its initial reading, it's about uh, being prepared, making sure that you stay prepared. But the admonition we are given by Christ in this parable is keep awake. And yet I observe in the parable, everyone went to sleep (laughs) at one point while they were waiting for the bridegroom to show up. Everyone fell asleep, the wise and the foolish. And then they got up and some had enough oil and some needed oil to get their lamps lit. And so they were told, they they said, you better go get some. So they run out to the all-night oil convenience store up the road. Uh, <laughs> and grab some oil, come back, and the door is closed to them. They knock on the door. Someone comes and says, we don't know you. Sends them away. Of course, the other ones, the wise ones, they're inside partying because the feast is underway. And this image comes from the marriage 
uh, the marriage festivals of the first century Judaism where after the ceremony takes place, the bridegroom comes and joins in a feast at the bride's house. And the bridesmaids were there to, to greet the bridegroom when he came. And then they went inside and had a, had a big three-day debaucherous party of some sort. So, but, you know, I'm, as I'm reading this text today, I'm thinking, you know, this really, something's not right with this. You know, these wise bridesmaids, uh, they get up and they have this oil. They don't share. They don't share any of their oil. Go get your own oil, they say to the foolish bridesmaids who are going, ah, we didn't have enough. We didn't know the bridegroom was going to take so long. <laughs> We didn't realize we had to haul all this oil with us. And, you know, good for you, but we don't have any oil. Can you share some of your oil? No! Go get your own. They leave. And then these bridesmaids are like, <laughs> and kind of go in and shut the door. And they're, they're locked out. This does not sound like the gracious, compassionate, generous Jesus we know, does it? Who in chapter 5 told us, you know, if someone sues you for your coat, give them your cloak also. Or if someone compels you to haul a load a mile, go another mile in addition to that. Or the Jesus who tells us, give to everyone who asks, who begs from you, give to them. That doesn't sound right. That the, the you know, these bridesmaids would would not share the oil they have and shut their sisters out of the banquet and translate that into the implications that Matthew is trying to get at, shutting them out of the kingdom of God. This does not sound like the generous Jesus we know, does it? Uh, we're told that this is wisdom. And yet I wonder, where is the compassion where is the compassion for the needy and those who don't have and those who have? Uh, and I'm wondering about this. I'm thinking this, this doesn't seem very consistent with so much of what we have heard from Jesus. At the, at the heart of the Gospel is a generous God who from five fish and a few loaves is able to feed thousands. It's like a miracle got missed out on here because of the selfishness of the wise. And yet here we are, we're being told this is a parable of the kingdom of God. But I wonder, I wonder if we are being invited to, to react to this parable and to recognize its inconsistencies. Uh, I had a professor that used to do this. When I was, I was, I'm a history major, and I had this history professor who used to just make up BS stories every once in a while to see if we were listening. <laughs> and, or they would, or he would take some little piece of history and draw this ridiculous conclusion and wait and see if anyone went. Uh, what do you? That doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> And of course, no one ever did. And then he made us feel stupid. 
and warned us, don't just take for granted what people are telling you is the gospel truth. Think about it. Tease it out. Ponder it. You know, ask for some, have some conversation about it. Wrestle with it a little bit and, and go and verify for yourself whether it's true or not. I wonder if we are being invited to do this with this parable. There's a scholar from the 50s named C.H. Dodd who said that, you know, parables, there's a lot, there's a lot of scholarship around what parables are and what their function is. And C.H. Dodd's theory is that the parables were really not meant to be a particular moral lesson. They were not meant to have any kind of one, uh, one meaning to them. But really they were meant to spark conversation about the nature of the kingdom of God. And they're left open-ended so that we would go, wait a minute. Is that, is that what Jesus is saying? Or maybe Jesus is saying this. Or maybe Jesus is saying this. And so I think we're really invited in the parables to wonder. Is this really what wisdom looks like? Maybe this is what worldly wisdom looks like. And maybe that's what foolishness looks like if you don't have enough oil. But what does the kingdom of God look like? The kingdom of God looks like a place where everybody makes it to the feast. Amen? The kingdom of God looks like a place where even though I have very little, there is enough. Amen? In fact, I'm reminded as I read this story about the Maccabees. We don't talk about the Maccabees very much because it's a Jewish tradition. But the Maccabees who led a revolt against the Greek, uh, the Macedonian, the Greek and Macedonian Empire that had uh, taken over Palestine. And I won't get into all of it, but they, they did a bunch of ugly stuff to the temple and to the Jews and tried to outlaw Judaism. The Maccabees mounted up a revolt and kicked everyone out. And on the day they sanctified the temple again for worship, they only had enough oil for one day. And yet the lamps of the temple glowed for eight days. This is where we get the holiday of Hanukkah. That's why they have our Jewish brothers and sisters have eight candles because the oil lasted for eight days. We... We worship a God who, who takes scarcity and turns it into abundance. Amen? And so I guess I want to, today, in the context of listening to this wonderful parable that comes to us from Jesus, I want us to dare to wonder if Jesus is trying to get us to stand up and go, wait a minute. And I want us to wonder, how do we make sure that the wise and the foolish all make it to the banquet feast. Amen? Because, you know, I don't know about you. I'm a little foolish. I'm a little foolish. I hope I don't get shut out. And we, are, and we worship a Christ who says, knock, and the door will be opened. I can't help but wonder if the Matthean community went, wait a minute. Jesus, I think this is a trick question. <laughs> and I'd rather hear a parable about the compassionate and the needy bridesmaids. How the compassionate took pity on those who did not have enough oil and said, I will share and God will make it enough. Amen? And even though your lamp is out, I'll hold your hand and I'll help you get through the dark. Amen? And you can come with me and we will make sure you get in that door and you enjoy the fruits 
of your labors. It's not like they were lazy. They ran out to 7-Eleven, got a bunch of oil and came back. It's not like they're not trying. <laughs> Come and enjoy the feast with us. That's our goal, amen. That's the kingdom of God Jesus has shown us, amen. My prayer that we recognize what Jesus says, that the wisdom of this world is foolishness, and foolishness is wisdom in the kingdom of God. So, it, I'd rather turn this around to be about compassion. The abundance that God has demonstrated to us through God's generosity in who Jesus is and who we can be and are to one another. Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, as we, as we hear this incredible story, we recognize that, yes, there is wise, it is wise to prepare and to be prepared and to stay awake. It is foolish to, you might miss out if you don't prepare. We also recognize that in the kingdom of God, we're all invited in and there's something missing and any of our brothers and sisters are shut out of the banquet feast. We thank you for your grace. Thank you for your abundance. And we ask for the courage and strength and resource to live into that. Of Jesus we pray. Amen.